What a roller coaster we've been on lately. For me, the ups have been being able to get vaccinated, having boosters on the horizon, um, simple joys, seeing family and friends, wishing them a happy birthday, gardening and being able to eat the benefits of our labor. And then there are the downs. There are so many that I hesitate to list them, fearing that I'll leave one out that's really important, or maybe that has happened in between uh, taping this and when you see it. I imagine, if you're like me, there are a couple of those downers that are um, pervasive, that they keep coming up. For me, they keep coming up maybe even in the middle of the night over and over. And so consider now, what is that pervasive thing that keeps coming up and how you might lay it down or give it a rest, maybe share the burden with someone else who you trust or desensitize it in some way because that trigger actually holds the key to your resilience. And there are so many downs happening constantly around us that it can be really overwhelming. I know a lot of us have lost loved ones either to COVID or to violence or to the stresses and strains and pressures that build up and then it's hard to figure out how to deal with. Sometimes they seem to come on a conveyor belt faster than we can process. There's so much to grieve. The huge losses around the world to COVID, the wasted resources our government could be putting toward everyone's health care, children, fighting for their lives, hospitals too overwhelmed to treat them. There are terrors in many pockets in our lives. And for all, for all these losses from the personal to the universal, we need to build our resilience to engage and process them. We need each other to help process that grief. Personally, I need the joking and good humor that my spouse seems to have so effortlessly. I need the reality check my siblings give on our parents' aging process. I need that sense of play and being in the moment that my little toddler loves and nephews and, and friends have in every moment. I even need the efforts of my mail carrier and all the delivery people who make life workable in these days. I need the people who make music, who write songs about our human condition and the people who just get up and dance because we all need to move all these things through our bodies. I know it's really hard not to be in a room together still and yet much of the way I have needed to be with people has been largely satisfied by technology in the past few years. 
And so I'm grateful for the, those people like my spouse who keep it running and make improvements to it every day. So given all that has led up to this moment, how do we go forward with more creativity and more resilience? I've been asking my question, myself this question for a long time and more intentionally this past year as I worked with my colleague and friend Stephanie Etzbach-Dale on a month-long virtual retreat for grief and growth. We later worked with a pastoral care team locally, also virtually, just to help them process all the COVID deaths that happened in their congregation and all the other things that happened as a, as a result of this pandemic. And there are tons of resources for being and becoming more resilient. I've been a using a meditation app called Headspace. It helps with meditation and sleep and even movement. I've been using the meditations and exercises in my grandmother's hands by Resma Menachem. I have been looking at family systems and even been working with a nutritionist. Think about all those things that you do to be more creative and more resilient. Because this 56-year-old knows there are always things that could be worked on. Nutrition, sleep, exercise, and those things could actually help if COVID comes into our household. I hope it hasn't come into yours. So what I am saying is we need, as a as a whole to stop and really look at ways to get better at dealing with fear, with those things we lament, with grief, and with things that trigger us. Doing this is like peeling back the layers of an onion. And when I figure out one fear I can face head on today, um, I can desensitize it and feel better and better about how things are going rather than more and more weighed down and stressed and overwhelmed. For me, those things that I fear and lament often come up at night. So there are techniques for training my psyche not to let this ruin my sleep or send me chasing my tail for years. Things like counting backwards from 10,000 when I wake up at night to get my mind out of that mental loop. Or a technique of meditation that Frank Rogers uses in his book called Practicing Compassion. This book builds as you read it, and it's been helpful for creating compassion for others and for myself over the years. I think about his two perspectives in this book, Practicing Compassion, as analogous to packing a parachute and then using the parachute in high-stakes situations that life throws at you. 
As any skydiver will tell you, those careful folds and construction of a parachute are as important as pulling the cord. The, the careful for folds in this analogy allow your brain to relax, to really process grief, make meaning of your struggles, and give words to your understanding of what you have experienced. Every time you access your own or another's wisdom, every time you see someone take a breath and create a constructive solution to a difficulty, every time you choose to listen to your body when it needs sleep or rest or play or nutrition or movement, you are metaphorically constructing and folding this parachute. Since each trigger needs a unique response tailored to your experience, this is inherently creative work. Just as in our story, our time for all ages uh, said, there is indeed a treasury full of jade and jewels in you. Don't go searching far from home for it. It is right here. You have your own uniquely human response to life's challenges, and sometimes you just need to get the space, take a grounding breath, lift your head up, and look around for the best possible landing. And that can make all the difference. Just as jazz musicians riff off each other very much in the moment, but using the training and knowledge of music built over a lifetime, we can draw on our training. We can riff off each other when we're in a more creative space. Obviously, you can't make a parachute while you're in the air. So you have to take time when the ground is not rushing up at you to do those things, to cry over the people you've lost, to name the ways you're sad, you're disappointed, you're hurt, you've fallen short and wish to do better, to forgive yourself and maybe even find forgiveness for others' shortcomings and express that to them. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but I get a backlog of these situations. I've find myself ruminating on one of them as I wake up to start the day or in the middle of the night. And so it's, I know it's time to use those tools to process, to make that parachute a little bit more precisely packed. One of them is called dynamic neural retraining system. It takes the triggers and it blocks them in an embodied way, and then uses affirmation and future memories and memories of good things to create this oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin wash in your body that helps you rewire your brain. It can be super powerful as a way to, um, when the sympathetic nervous system is high, to Remember the ways you rest and digest and can 
equalize and even overpower those when you've learned the lessons and you're ready to move on. These practices build. In the moment, my body often knows the words then after I've used those practices to respond with more humor or words that give me a twinkle in my eye, or I can instinctively take a deep cleansing breath that helps ease the accelerator off the fight or flight instinct. Creative resilience is a way of bringing balance to my being, which can just sometimes stress it out, self out at the drop of a pin. When I notice that I'm on a hair trigger, it's time to take a hot bath or put on some music that makes me chill out or ask for a hug. And then I try to build some meditation, some joy in the natural world, world like forest bathing, an experience of delicious nurturing food into every day so that I can build a reserve that can meet the moment no matter what calls, no matter how the earth shakes, no matter what kind of weird air is outside or the skies rain down or withhold their blessings. In this metaphor, packing the parachute is akin to strengthening your parasympathetic nervous system and being able to actually activate it on cue. Then, when your fight, flight, freeze response is triggered and you feel like you are hurtling toward the ground, pulling the chute is analogous to marrying that rest and digest training to this new situation. It helps you know that you're, you've got a moment to think, you're not gonna die, you feel pulled up toward the sun and the sky, and you can bring all your faculties to deal with the situation. At the very least, by taking an approach of reflecting on situations you wish you had negotiated differently, you are promising yourself to pull the chute. You're, being, you're preparing yourself to be tugged out of the present moment, to see the big picture, and make the best landing possible. In the words of our chalice lighting, you're promising to meet each moment with the best of your humanity and to be yourself. To sum up, I've shared in the notes for today's service, the book, My Grandmother's Hands by Resma Manikim, the Headspace app for meditation, sleep, and movement, Frank Rogers' book, Practicing Compassion. He comes out of the Claremont School for, for, the Claremont School for Theology and you can find him on the website, centerforengagedcompassion.com. Since we have these responses in our bodies that make us survivors, that activate the sympathetic nervous system, which trigger us to fight, flee, and freeze, our work is to marry the lingering effects of renewal and restoration done in the quiet moments. 
that renewal and restoration is the meaning-making beings that we are. All beings in some way respond to stress. That part is inevitable, but the meaning that we make out of it, the ways we come back to it, the ways we nourish ourselves, the ways we take care of each other, the ways we share that we recover and heal and revive our spirits, that's what makes us uniquely human. Creative resilience is gonna be unique to every person based on their upbringing and experiences. And we can learn so much from each other each and every day because we all have these systems to work with. Creative resilience is also the work of a lifetime to marry the resources we have to respond to those that things that trigger us. Once you figure out some of your responses, it's powerful to share what works and learn from others about their experiences. What a blessing to be with you this morning to contemplate these discoveries together as life changes in our country in a profound way. I wish you many blessings on your journey. Blessed be.